Hello and welcome to part two of our first episode of What is Canadian Highlander and Why We Love It. I'm Serge. Joining me today is... Hi, I'm Jer. I'm Alex. I'm Liam. North 100 is brought to you by you at patreon.com slash Run. Thank you for your support. Um, let's talk about Highlander and why we love it. Jer. Uh, Highlander is awesome. It's a, <laughs> it's a brewer's paradise. You can play basically any deck, I think, over the course of my Highlander career. I've probably played at least 200 unique Highlander decks by archetype. That's like That sounds just like our meta. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, the, the deck diversity at our local tournaments is usually greater than 90%, which means 90% of the decks are different and different. Which is practically unheard of in like any other... Yeah, yeah. yeah you don't get that in any other format. Yeah. Mardu Vehicles, top 8. <laughs> well, and, and, and even the decks that are sort of like under the same subheading, like say there were two blue-red control decks, a lot of the time those decks are actually going to be 15, 20 cards different yeah. as well. Yeah. You know, they're going to share a basic idea, but they're even still going to be, people are going to take them different directions, that sort of thing. Jeremy and I had a challenge going on for a little while, just going back to deck diversity and playing a bunch of different decks. Uh, two years ago, when, when I first started playing the format, it was sort of an unspoken challenge, but there was <laughs> uh -oh. this, this challenge of like, you can't play the same deck twice. Interesting. Ooh. For a year. Uh, for a year. So we both <laughs> went easily 40 weeks of playing two tournaments a week, hmm. never repeating a deck. Hmm. <laughs> and you can do that yeah. and even get performance out of it. Yes, <laughs> it was, in fact, as good as that, as that card, even. Uh, the dubious challenge. That's kind of always been the appeal to me. I don't... I've never been a net decker. I don't like to go on and find out what the best is. I like to I like to well, find a weird attraction like Astral Slide. I'm gonna make a deck around Astral Slide. All right, how many cards have cycling? Maybe more not. Now. Yeah, more yeah. now. More now is a good answer. But it, it just gives me so much. It lets me scratch this weird brewer's itch to let me mm -hmm. take this idea to the logical extreme that gets supported within yeah. a format. I and, mean, it's it's sort of like you. You can, to some extent, net deck in our format, but it's, yeah, it's yeah. more about the singles that get played within an archetype than like, and you, you know, you can obviously copy people's lists, but it's just like, okay, you know, this this list performed, and it was playing this, 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 and this. Um, I should try those cards in my shell, which well, is kind of similar. That gives me that gives me a, a, an excellent point in deck construction. There's such a great challenge when you're in a 100 card singleton format of how do you get a deck to do what it wants to do? How do you get a consistent experience in what is ultimately an inconsistent format? And, and that comes in research and looking up what are, what are people doing in the standard version of this, modern version of this legacy, vintage. Let me Google this archetype. Let me research this archetype. Is it even, is it even doable in Highlander? My favorite part is um, looking at the cards that just barely don't make it into the legacy <laughs> and modern yeah, and standard yeah, list yeah, yeah. That, that are super that looks, good. That they were like decided it was bad. They're just like, like, oh, so the so things close. it was just like, Oh, this just got cut. Yeah. But it gets into Highlander. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's one this, of the reasons I love this. This it, is the format you can play Shriekmaw in, and it's really good. It's yeah. really good. And and something to point out is that if you are someone who doesn't necessarily like to brew, because there are lots of those people as well, yeah, this format's fair. actually really good for taking a list and optimizing it. I have mm -hmm. a few friends who have been doing that to really good effect. They've asked me for lists, and then they've been optimizing my lists for me, and I'm like, Sweet, because <laughs> they're really good at that. They're like pro tour players. Or put it into Highlander. a machine. Just start. Just start grinding. Exactly. It. Yeah. And, yeah. And there's actually enough Highlander decks out there now that you can net deck if that's something you enjoy you really doing. You to, just yeah. you just want to play whatever. See, like the I, best yeah. deck seems, and and you can do that because like there's yeah. enough decks out there now. We've been playing for long enough. We've. I do those. that sometimes. Like I'll com I'll compile lists and like find out the the most played cards. 
and I'll like make a list, and then I'll just throw it out and build something stupid. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, I want to. I want to. Well, how many how many different variations of crater hoof are there now? I mean, I've seen mono green, red green, red blue. People splashing time walk and hoof just. Yeah, there's um, opposition. Oh, what? Yeah. 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 Really? There's opposition hoof? I, I played that one. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Ben's played that one, Jerry's yeah, You might be the one who started playing that one. I did. Yeah. Turns out a deck that plays every playable mana dork in existence, <laughs> opposition's good in. I, yeah. I, what I was going to say, too, is that a fun thing you can do in this format is you can look at, like, two legacy decks that are sort of, like, tangentially connected, and you yep. can put them together <laughs> yep. uh, and, and play them together. So, like, um, you can, like, there's a strategy in Legacy called Nickfit, and then there's another strategy called Allure, and Nickfit is this sort of... Um, creature combo deck that's a value deck. It's looking to use cards like Birthing Pod uh, and good value creatures. Birthing Pod is the the tutor. It's like three, it's a three and a Phyrexian green mana yeah. artifact that uh, many of you will this know. This card's real dumb. Yeah, but you basically get to jump dumb. up the chain. You sack a creature for one and a Phyrexian green yeah. and you can get a creature that's one higher. So Nick Fit likes to leverage this card to get to get value. And then Alurin is this card that's a four, four mana, two green green enchantment that lets you play creatures that cost three or less for free with flash. You look so happy here. Yeah. <laughs> Jared's just like, yeah. Yeah. Jared's yeah. Well, not just, not just you, any player. Yeah, any player. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You, it's, it's symmetrical, symmetrical. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> sure it's it not is. symmetrical. And so in, in the legacy version of this deck, you <laughs> use Imperial Recruiter and Dream Stalker to yep. recur oh my God. Recruiter, and then you end up killing them with a Parasitic Strix. Is Highlander the only format that Dream Stalker sees play in? <laughs> Well, yeah, it sees play in the Legacy of Learning. Does it really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Man, sure. in, in this deck. Dreamstalker, what is it, 1 4 for it's one, one, five? one 5 for 1, one and a 5. Blue. Okay. Yeah. And I, you have to return a permanent you control. Yeah, but it doesn't target, which is the important it's part. It's relevant. Um, but so, anyway, oh, so, so they can't, they can't, they can't, right? Your I combo. understand, I understand. Interesting. So, what's sweet about Highlander is that you could take these two decks. Yep. Put them together, yeah. and it, it turns out that that's actually just still a good and interesting deck. Well, Ben Wheeler actually killed me on in, in Highlander a couple Mondays ago. On he called it every creature combo dot deck. Mm, yes. So he was playing Alluren. He was playing Birthing Pod. He also had did Tiki Jiki combo in there. Yeah. Did he have Food Chain? Yes. I think he also had Food <laughs> Chain. Food Chain and a version of that. Deck yeah, and then I, he might have even had uh, like Malira Pod in yeah. there as well. Yeah. Or like Malira Pod. I mean, that's we said dang. Pod, but the the Malira combo where you. you sack your stuff over and over, or as we like to call that deck, Sandra Bullock, for random Victoria reasons. Yeah. Well, so, it's because it didn't win for a really long time. Sandra Bullock was always a bridesmaid, and this deck came second a lot. Yeah. yeah. We're getting into a lot of Victoria lot jargon of, yeah. and everything there. <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll do our best to keep that together. Although, what yeah, you're talking about makes me, uh, it reminds me of kind of why I like this format. Because a Highlander deck is a player-curated exhibit of Magic's greatest hits. Yep. And it's just sort of like, you know, this archetype across the entire depth and breadth history of, of, of magic. Of magic, yeah. you know, yeah. has combined all the cards that were, you know, were and are relevant in this in this yeah. format and, into and this one pile. I agree. It's one of the only formats where you get like the really old, not necessarily the cream of the crop, and the new, not necessarily the cream <laughs> yeah. of the crop, and they get to interact together and yeah. it's like you just get some of the most ridiculous board states. Yeah. Like oh, tier yeah. one and one point five, all Let's in the same like, deck. Yeah. And two, and but, three. <laughs> but it is worth mentioning this is a competitive format. So despite the fact that you're you're adding cute cards or corner cards, you're still sitting down from an opponent one on one with the intention to draw blood. Well, at, at the end of the day, when you're trying to make 
uh, a hundred card deck that's consistent, there's sort of two ways to go about it. One way is to add blue to your deck, which is my approach. Um, <laughs> just add, just add yeah. blue. Yeah, because then you yeah. can trips and you can find you know, a you... single copy of a card you need to play. But the other way you can do it is with redundancy, right? You yeah, can play yeah, yeah, slightly yeah. worse versions of a card in order to functionally have two copies of that card in your deck. I love, I love the analogy of, of trying to build red deck wins or burn. You're like, okay, I have lightning bolt. So three damage, instant speed, one red mana. How many bad lightning bolts can we play? All right, play? now I've got chain lightning. All right. It's three damage for red mana, but now it's a sorcery. With additional drawback. What's the additional drawback? Oh, it. right, they can copy, copy it. Yeah. It does come up. Yeah, so now then you then you have the question of like, uh, I can't get too many. Oh, right, and then uh, what's that red one that it's one mana? Shard volley? Shard volley. I also have to sack a land. And you're like, I think I'm out of one mana burn spells Collateral for three damage. damage. Sack a creature. Yeah, so do I go two mana for three damage, or do I go two damage for one mana? And you have to start oh, picking boy. that, and you start doing the math of like, the, what turn do I kill them by? How do I figure this you out? You can go real far down this hole. Yeah. Like, using burn spells as an example, like, you can go real far down the ladder. I think the basement of this is like Fire Ambush. No, oh, you can go, no, you can go further. Is good. That card's great. It's pretty yeah. good. <laughs> But you have can, you ever like played you go further Blood down Oath or oh, Inatsugu's Second Right? Oh, second right, is, second right is just right. I, I, one of my favorite Highlander stories is Nelson Salado. We should probably explain what this card is. So it's a, it's a three and a red instant speed burn spell that reads, if your opponent is at ten life, deal ten damage. Yep. And, and it does nothing otherwise. Nope. Yeah. This card is a local legend, so long time, <laughs> long time Highlander player Nelson Salahab, who's also an L2 judge and, and a good friend of everyone here, used to have players autograph his copy of Second Right when he'd kill them with him. <laughs> and there's just, a lot of just profanity names, on that names right. all over that card. I was just going to say names. I was going to say profanity. I just, <laughs> I thought it was beautiful. And you could also play, I it's think he was Monument playing, of Destruction. <laughs> Uh, what uh, Grove of the Burn Willows is a land that taps for green or red yeah. and, and actually gives your opponent a life. He'd use it to manipulate his opponent's life to try to get them up to 10 if they were at 9. <laughs> and players would start strategically playing the pain lands to deal damage to themselves just to play around second right. It was yeah, beautiful. Against Nelson, you would strategically leave open a fetch land with shock lands in your deck just so you could manipulate your life total enough because he would always try to second get right you a second yeah, right. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting. This second right was actually like maybe the thing that like hooked me on getting into Highlander because this like when I came into it's the really community, dang. like he was sort of at the he was still doing it but he wasn't doing it that often but I sort of heard it as this local legend right yep. like yeah Nelson like second rights people it's this card that deals 10 damage if they're at 10 and so I of course made it my mission to also play second right I remember like the first time I successfully did it I was like oh I'm finally playing this format I'm living the dream um I, I have I have a pretty funny second right story where I second righted someone twice in the same match. Uh, so in game one I in game one I second righted him, uh, and of course he was like you know hadn't either hadn't seen the card or was hadn't seen it in a while and was like so un understandably tilted about this. And then in game two I'm drawing my opening hand. So this I'm is a card. Drawing my cards and then for like my fifth card I draw second right and I reveal it to him as I draw it. And then I draw the rest of my hand, oh. and I keep, and then he spends the, the rest mind game. He spends the rest <laughs> the mind of the game games. desperately trying not to get to ten. And then he like passes the turn at eleven. And he's like, Alright, I'm safe. And I'm like, well, electrolyze, deal one to you, one to me, and then I'll tap in second. <laughs> he uh, tilt dropped from the tournament. It was great. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. I don't know I don't know if I want to advertise people tilt dropping, but I, <laughs> no, I do really. I do love the setup and everything involved there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is, that's dank. Yeah. What other format lets you play second right? Yeah. Like, does, does, well, does it see legacy none, play? Actually. No, no. Here's here's my best second right story. Uh -oh. <laughs> uh, so I'm I'm playing a blue red deck 
with second right, it's like a really flash counterburn style deck. And my opponent's playing Grixis Control. And we've been playing Drago for a while. And then he draws his card and he gets really happy and he just slams Cruel Ultimatum. <laughs> wow. Okay. And I. Wait, what, what's Cruel Ultimatum? Just Cruel Ultimatum is uh, three black, two red, two blue. I'm not sure which one's three. Right. It's three it's, of one. It's three of one. All right, yeah. nice. I got it. Uh, nice. It's does a whole bunch of stuff. Your Man, opponent there's so many words on Your that opponent card. loses five, you gain five. They discard three, you draw three. They sack a creature. You get a creature back from your graveyard. Now, they were at 15. But they're targeting me. Yeah. Okay. So I cast the dual caster mage that is in my hand. Which is a one, one red red flash 2-2. Two, two. Copy a spell. Uh, copy a spell, choose new targets. So yeah. I naturally target them. Okay. Uh, mine resolves, and then with their crew ultimatum still on the stack, I second write them off, <laughs> that I drew <laughs> off <laughs> the <laughs> copy of crew ultimatum. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> so yeah, this format's great. Yep. There are a lot of stories. We're inherently going to tell, tell, tell you, tell you a lot of stories. At you least get to play, one of these every episode. You get to play the cards. You don't get to see them Legacy and, and Modern. Like, yeah, that, that sequence of plays never comes up in any other format <laughs> well, you also ever. not going to play Cruel Ultimatum in any other format. Like, what control that can live long enough in Legacy to resolve this monstrosity? I mean, with Miracles gone, maybe this is where we gotta go. I don't know. <laughs> there I is see. a Legacy GP coming up. Well, I think this, I think this segues nicely into this new, this new segment we want to introduce called The Best Card You're Not Playing. <laughs> where we highlight an extra spicy card that we're having a bunch of fun with. And starting us off, this is Jer? Yeah, I've, I've got one I've been looking at recently. There's a, a cycle of threshold cards, the Mystic Cycle. And so what's the, what's the threshold mechanic? Start us off with uh, that. If you have seven or more cards in your graveyard, it, it does something. Okay. There's some, so this is some graveyard static, static some, effect. Some additional yeah, text. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. the, the specific card is Mystic Enforcer. Mystic Enforcer. It's two, one green for a three, three with protection from black. Wait, it's, no, it's, isn't it just like one white white? Oh no no no! no that's like, Mystic Crusader. Oh, sorry, yes, you're right. Mystic Enforcer. I've never even heard of this card. Yeah, so most, it makes people sense. Have, most people yeah, have. Yeah, the best card you've never even heard of. Oh, this exactly. thing! What is this card? Uh, <laughs> so it's two green white. <laughs> two green white for a three three with protection from black. It's like okay. Threshold. It gets plus three plus three and flying. <laughs> so it's a four mana six six with pro black with and flying <laughs> and flying. That's. That's pretty And hot. so I, I played it a couple weeks ago instead of Delve Creatures in a, in a blue deck. Oh, and man. they were just so good the whole time. Like, a 6-6 six, six with Pro Black <laughs> Oh, that yeah, this flies, would be so good in band. Just dominates everything on the board. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's huh. sweet. And if you slap an equipment on it, it's like a two-turn clock. Yeah. Yeah. And one of, is... one of the nice things about this card is that when you're paying four mana for something you, in Highlander, you often want to get either value right away or you want it to be like kind of protected. Yeah. Uh, and this at least is at least sort of protected, right? It doesn't die to black, black removal spells. And if you have threshold when you play it, this thing's really hard to kill, right? Like they're on. Yeah. Like, how many spell burn spells do you have to use on this thing? Yeah. Two yeah. or three. I yeah. guess the pro black is super relevant. It is. It's it really is. a lot of the best. Oh, I mean, like... and it, it's already big enough to block all the red dragons and stuff. It dodges black removal. It blocks black creatures for free. Mm -hmm. Huh. Tombstalker yeah, I mean, does like, not fight this You can't well. Maelstrom Pulse no. it. You can't Vindicate it. It's like, you go can't, for the... You can't yeah, push a, it. A, lot, a lot of the time... You really can't Fatal Push it. <laughs> a lot of the, the removal spells that deck, especially the three and four color decks are planning to use to remove big creatures are black. 
and lots of them are are not playing wraths because they're mid range decks that yeah, also yeah, have they, creatures they on the board. So they're playing things like Terminate. Fire Covenant. Well, might be playing Toxic Day or something. Exactly. Yeah. But even then, they're paying six life. Yeah. And it's a one for one. So, like, that's still Deal. a trade you're pretty okay with. Yeah. Huh. So, wow. this, this is the card I've had in my back pocket for a while. I brought it out. It yeah. Was, it, was, it was as good as I thought, as I hoped it would be. I gotta try this. So, I'm boy. definitely gonna be slamming this. I will say, in I was a little disappointed you didn't secretly acquire a foil. <laughs> I don't like foils. Them. Yeah, I Foils know. aren't my jam. But here's the thing. When you're killing people with Mystic Enforcer, you gotta like also swag on them, right? The art, the art is very pretty. I imagine that would look good as a foil as well. Probably yeah. look okay. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Uh, it ain't Forza, Will. Even slightly. No. So the going back to Mystic Enforcer, this brings up a, 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 an interesting question on the power level of cards when you're putting them in there. Because I always look at a four drop in in a format like Highlander, and my mind immediately goes to like Jace the Mind Sculptor. Well, any planes or or Elspeth or something like that. And how do you pick? How do you pick a threat? How do you how do you choose which four drop? Like, what does this get in over? You know, what what else are your four drops in this in this deck that that didn't make the cut? That Mystic Enforcer. In all its spice, managed to take that place. So I was playing this in a four-color, no red, blue deck. Huh. And I essentially played these threshold threats over delve creatures. Because yeah, that's, they're, a, that's the, really interesting. Those cards actually. are always at odds with each other. And hmm. this is uh, lots of lots of you actually get a lot of utility for having cards in your graveyard. Like I yeah. played more flashback mm -hmm. spells than I would have otherwise. Yeah. I played Scavenging use. Did I you got play to, um, Cryptic Serpent, the new six five? I, that I gets did. Cheaper yeah. With, yeah, yeah. And know, so you get to play a lot of the cards that are at odds with the the delve spells and delve creatures, uh, to to better use because you don't have a bunch of non bows yeah. in your deck. That's something that I've been thinking about because like I'm on Grix's delve right now and I I have um, cards like uh, Bedlam uh, Reveler. But I I had Bedlam Reveler. I cut it. But I have like Cryptic Serpent. Yes, yeah, 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 that's yeah, the one. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, I have Cryptic Serpent and so it's a, um, it's a seven, Curious uh, Homunculus. Six, five, yeah, but it gets and cheaper with both of these ones are actually just a non-bow with uh, like Treasure the Cruise, Dig Through Time, Task, and it's like maybe a Murderous Cut. Yeah, I, I tend to lean towards cutting them. I, I don't. I probably I don't should. Really, well, if I'm I playing go... spells, I, I shy away from playing the stuff that wants a bulk of stuff in your Yeah, I think Curious Homunculus is okay because you can often. Flip it before the delve spells matter, or fill up again. Mm. It's relatively also fine quickly. even when you don't even when you don't have it flipped. It's yeah, not yeah it's, great, it's not as big as an, an investment. It's not going to sit in your hand right. doing literally nothing. Yeah, but yeah, but those are the kind of deck building kind of choices you have to make. Yes, and so I I like knew about this cycle of threshold cards. Mystic hmm. Enforcer was just like sort of the. The biggest did you splashiest play, one. Did you play Thought Scour Mental Note in that? I deck? was gonna say, I are did. you playing as many cantrips? So in in a delve deck in Highlander, you often end up having to put in a lot of uh, a lot of cantrip spells just to fuel your delve mechanics. So you're playing stuff like Ponder and Preordain, which which makes sense. You'd probably play those anyways Brain, in Brainstorm. Brainstorm. But Brainstorm. then you start getting pretty deep. You're playing cards like Opt. You're playing cards like Thought Scour. You're playing these cards that aren't really top tier, but you're just trying to burn through your deck and fill up your graveyard in order to actually get fuel for your Delve cards. I ran into someone playing Portent the other day. Well, oh, Portent, Portent is is a Highlander staple with its ability. <laughs> let me fail, let okay. me finish. With its ability to mess up a Goblin Recruiter stack. Have you not heard the story of Josh Lane using Portent oh, specifically no. to counter Goblin Recruiter? Right, he was playing it in his deck exclusively to beat that. Yeah, really? yeah. You you bring this in because you, you can just sh play Fortune Thief because you can <laughs> shuffle, shuffle their deck. deck. <laughs> you can, but 
but portent, worst case scenario, yeah, yeah. you can you I can still use it as a bad it. ponder. All right. You know, it, it it gives you that extra little bit of utility just to be like, this is great. Yeah. For those of you not aware, portent reads. T look at the top three cards of target player's library. Yeah. You basically get to ponder either person. Yeah. And then you draw the card on the next upkeep. Yeah. So goblin recruiter. Uh, Let's you go find a bunch of goblins, well, any, put them in a any specific, number you yeah, want, yeah. stick them in any order you want, and then stick them on top of your library. Normally, so then you can just choose to shuffle your opponent's library. Yeah, normally, and you draw a card. normally when your opponent resolves Goblin Recruiter, you're just sitting there, just like, so I'm dead. Yeah, yeah. They, they 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 stack their library with like twenty goblins. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I've got four lands in play. I don't need another creature for the rest of the and game. And like, short of you land. having an Armageddon, you're probably oh, not winning this game. Have you ever grindstoned it? Someone oh, after they oh. cast Goblin Recruiter because I have. Oh, uh, oh I didn't have the Painter Servant, just the Grindstone. But yeah. I was figuring we were hitting a bunch anyway. Liam, what does Grindstone do? Oh, so Grindstone man. is a one mana artifact that for three you get to target a player. They put the top two cards of their library into their graveyard. If those cards share a color, you repeat the process. So commonly, this card gets played, gets played with painters. I just got sword. it. I just got it because the goblins are all red. They're all oh, red. Oh my yeah. goodness! So, so against the goblin recruiter, oh, you just man. every single one of the red goblins. Typically, you play this with painter servant, which is going to make all of your opponent's cards the same color. So you just uh, deck them. But yeah, in this particular instance, my opponent was you not. You still get them for like thirty cards. It was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and it's especially against goblins, they tend to structure their recruiter stacks such that, you know, they've got this sort of combo kill at the beginning, but then they just put all the good goblins yep. at the top of the stack, yeah, too. why not? Because they get to stack their deck You know, I want to draw gas for the rest of right, the game. exactly. And well, then... if something should go wrong, they keep wanting to draw on the good ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, they never this... see the grindstone coming. They don't play around <laughs> it often, that's for sure. All right. Uh, Surge oh, now guaranteed to start playing value grindstone. <laughs> no servant, just, <laughs> yeah, no grindstone. just grindstone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get it with uh, Mentor, not Mentor Trinket the Mage. Trinket Mage. It's so much value. You can tutor for it with Dizzy Spell. Just transmute for that bad boy. Oh, man. Dizzy Spell's a, a, one, a single blue instant that reads target creature gets minus three, minus zero until end of turn. But for transmute, for one blue blue, you can go get a one. Yeah. Uh, I will note I've killed someone turn. by casting this card. Yeah, before. so have I. Well, <laughs> so this is another great thing about, I mean, so many great things about Highlander. You actually get to play the transmute spells because oh, we, they're insane. Yeah, they're because so we point tutors very heavily, again, to try and keep the format from being too, too degenerate. You often get really creative in how many, and how many uh, tutors you get in your deck. Transmute cards are great. I mean, we we've we've pointed transmute cards before. Model yeah. a mixture was yep. a point yeah. for for a while. For yeah. a while. Yeah, model point it's great. Because I think it's free now. It is yeah, free, free now. Two is often the best one to get, and it gets cards such as it often got cards like demonic tutor yeah. and time vault or time vault or time Infernal walk. tutor. Yeah. It also gets both halves of the thopter sword combo. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it just it just hits so many good cards, Gets and it's a counter spell. spell. Worst yeah. case yeah. scenario. Well, and that's why Muddle was a point in Shred Memory was not yeah. Shred Memory. Yeah. Just one in a black to exile four cards, though. I have used that before. That yeah, against, yeah. A, uh, against Reanimator well, or something like that, or a flashback card. People don't expect you to have such like narrow cards like that in Highlander. So no, for yeah. sure. sometimes having cards like that can have a lot of yeah. utility. Jared and I were talking about this yesterday, actually. Playing, like, quote, bad cards are good because no one plays around them. <laughs> like, if you just some, play random sometimes bad they cards, are. Jared won a tournament with Seed Time in his deck. Yeah. Seed oh, Time is a one-degree yeah. instant that reads, take an extra turn. It's green time walk. However, there is a criterion you must meet, which is that you're, you can only play this spell if an opponent casts a blue spell during this And only turn. on your turn. Yeah. You can only cast it on your turn, but it's an instant, and you can only cast it after your opponent has cast a, a blue spell. So what happened was my opponent... This is so narrow! My, my opponent... <laughs> but when you sweet, get to cast it, they're dead. My opponent, Vendillion, cleaked me. 
I showed him. <laughs> I showed him Elspeth Knighterant and Umazawa's GTA. He put GTA to the bottom. I draw seed time. No. I I cast Elspeth, jumped one of my dudes, and he was like, "This is weird. I'm not dead yet." Because normally you use that mode of Elspeth to kill your opponent. Otherwise, it's better just to put more things into play, more power for next turn. Yeah. Hmm. And I attack, and he's like, "Yeah, sure, that's okay." And then I just slam seed time <laughs> after about a minute of trying to read this card and look at the absolutely excellent art. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, yeah. It's fabulous Rebecca Gay Rebecca art. Boy art. Very, very and good. Then he conceded. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing to, to sort of time. bring us back to talking about how this format's really good for brewers, I think that what's really nice about magic as a whole is that uh, it gives people this sort of like creative outlet. Uh, if they are not necessarily all that creative inherently. So like, for instance, like I am not an artist by any means, and I am not a singer, I'm not especially good at music, you know, I'm not good at those particular things, but I do like the notion of being creative. <laughs> that sounds great, I'd like to learn. Um, and magic is really nice in that it provides a framework for you to do so. But when you're playing other formats, they get solved, they get figured out. It becomes very challenging right. to Yeah, go to standard right things. now. Right. So yeah. just for anybody who maybe doesn't know what you what you mean, like. How would you describe a format getting solved, and why is that sure. a bad thing? Yeah, so so Good if call. you look back at standard from, say, like, a year ago, um, basically the only decks that were playable were, like, a, a green-black kind of aggressive mid-range deck, a Mardu Vehicles deck, uh, and then increasingly a Marvel deck. So you and would they, play one of those three decks, or you would lose. Exactly. Yeah, and they all had Smuggler's Copter. Like Every deck stop. had Smuggler's right. Copter, four yeah. copies of it, because that card was just bonkers. Right, and so that the reason that format is, quote, solved is... There's no more brewing to do. We figured yeah. out the best decks. The you can't yeah. beat these decks. Yeah, the format has converged on one or several solutions, and anything outside of those solutions is not worth right. even exploring. So what's nice about Highlander is that, A, it's not solved. It's getting increasingly solved, but it never will be truly solved because of the singleton nature, right? Yep. Like, the variance inherent in playing a 100-card singleton format means it's never going to be solved. Which means if you're someone like me, who is hopelessly uncreative, <laughs> but can be creative when given a framework like Magic the Gathering, Highlander's perfect, right? It's really, really good for being able to sort of scratch that creative itch. And I think many of us, I think all of us at this table even, yeah. sort of feel similarly about that. You know, we like being creative. You guys are all more creative than I am. <laughs> Trust me, I guarantee okay. it. But... Uh, but yeah, so Magic really allows allows for that, and I think that Highlander in, in particular really accentuates that aspect of Magic. It's yeah, really I mean, great for that. In in a lot of uh, ways, like even broader formats, um, like it, other Eternal formats, like like Vintage, you know, like Legacy. By and large, I feel like you're you're taking like a solved archetype off of a shelf. There's lots of them. Yeah. There's like many many archetypes. And, you, the, you're and there's variations. Off the shelf. Sometimes yeah. you get to open a file folder and yeah, take file like folder a, and be B, like, or C. Yeah. I want you know this version and then Merfolk like Merfolk one point two. You look yeah. at the local meta to you know yeah. We're check out the your, of the yeah check version. out your sideboard and whatever. Um, but like in Highlander, it's just like you come up with it whatever you feel like. Basically, it's like if there's an archetype that has existed in the history of Magic, chances are you can probably make it work. I love every time a new set comes out, Alex and I sit down and like, can Are there we enough zombies? Are there enough zombies? One time, please! Can we finally make zombie land no, no, no. work? The, the, the question for this set is, are there finally enough merfolk? Or vampires. Or vampires. I feel like the vampires deck might already be good. It, it might We've tried. It's not okay, quite. I, we have I, I see to you the guys. Problem, I'm willing the to believe it. The problem with vampires is there's a lot of really good like one to three drop vampires, mm -hmm. and then there's a lot of like eight drop vampires. Mm -hmm. so, so the new commander deck didn't help then. 
so it, it, it it's tough if you want to make it like <laughs> you can't do goblins there just are, there isn't enough density of good low lords yeah. to actually take it over that threshold from being like this is an actual tribal deck versus this is a mid-range deck that has vampires but we're trying but we're trying <laughs> one day and getting some success and yeah. like sometimes actually like you're working one archetype that doesn't necessarily work out can sort of you know springboard you into you know other stuff it's like maybe my work on uh, Zombie Lander got me into doing um, uh, that green black, black yeah, mold. Yeah, black mold. That, that, that Golgari green, aggro. That Golgari aggro list is which so was tight. like because yeah. uh, mono black, like, mono black or like Sui black uh, aggro was kind of a thing for a while, and then it sort of yep. fell a little bit out of favor. Yeah. And myself and a couple of other people, I think, sort of simultaneously decided it's like, but what if a little bit of green? <laughs> just get you like perhaps, Sage. Just get you some answers and some tutors and, and some survivability and up, some other creatures. It shored up a lot of the inherent weaknesses of yep. a mono black colored deck and made yeah. it real sweet. When, and the often when you add in like a splash of a second color, you get to cut like the worst cards of the color you're playing, <laughs> and you're playing some bad cards. The best cards yeah. of the second color, yeah. and so your decks like as soon as you add like a little bit of another color, your deck's overall power level tends to shoot up. Yeah, like, by, by more than you might expect. As soon yeah. as you as soon as you add white to your deck, you get access to like. Stoneforge Mystic Swords to Plowshares Path to Exile. Again, the, well, you go you go for yeah. that mono black list, a splash of green, you're like, wait, I have Tarmogoyf, Abrupt Decay, Sylvan Library, and Scavenging News? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh! Yeah. It's you, like, what am I cutting for this? Sarcophage? That was like Sarcomancy or Sarcophage. You combine like the two cards you're cutting. I thinking, like way worse. Like, um, Sarcophage, yeah. What are the Pump Knights? Oh right, Black Knight. Black yeah. Knight. yeah. Well, no, no, like yeah, Black Knight and like um, Knight uh, of the what Knight of Eben Stronghold. Yeah, yeah, Eben, yeah, Eben Stronghold. Yeah, we were playing Eben beta cards. Or, in this deck. Yeah, Knight of whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like they're great. Knight cards. of who cares? Stromglad. Stronghold Crusader. Stronghold. Yeah, that one. Well, yeah. this might give us a good segue into what we will call our second segment. We're excited to announce, which is called. Powerful magic. Ooh. I think we were getting into that earlier, but yeah. Yeah. All right, Liam, <laughs> tell us about your powerful magic story of the I week. Love this All right. Story. Oh boy. <laughs> so to set the scene, uh, it's actually convenient that we were just talking about green black aggro because that's okay. what I was playing against. Nice. Oh, oh against. I'm playing against it. Yeah. All right. I'm what playing, were you playing? I am playing Highlander Lucky Charms. Uh, we'll link. Highlander the list. what now? <laughs> yeah. We'll link the list. Don't worry. So basically, it is a oh five... module control. <laughs> yes. It is a wait. What actually? Modal yeah, yeah. control. Yeah. So it is a five color control deck with like 40-ish charms uh, and when I say charms I mean charm cards they have modes on them so in Ravnica they're no. returned to Ravnica there's sort of that cycle where each each guild had their yeah yeah, yeah. this yeah. is playable uh, I mean I went to two <laughs> <laughs> so well, it's like some of the some of the cards literally say charm, and some of them are just yeah. Like, some of them say like, command. Some, some of them, some command. of them say confluence. I was playing ray of command because it seemed on theme. Um, <laughs> so we, we could call like Esper Charm the MV like the 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 mascot of the deck. Is there a mas Is there one card you'd say would be the mascot Mystic of the deck? Mystic confluence. I mean, so I I put as the charm featured, school perfect. Yeah, I put as the featured image Naya Charm because it's it perfectly embodies why you would want to play charms. It has uh -huh. three modes. None of them are amazing. One of them is tap all creatures. Okay. Uh, all your opponent's creatures. One of them is deal three damage. Uh, and one of them is like get a creature back from the graveyard. This hmm. is just a card back from the graveyard. It's great. It's just this, is, this is a five color deck? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is five color. We're like hmm. Grixis splashing green and white. And you win games with this. I almost <laughs> three won the tournament. I, I got quite unlucky to not three one. All right. All so, right. 
So I'm playing against green black aggro, and so when you're already playing five colors, you get to play all the best threats. Um, so my threats were things like Ruhan of the Fomori, which oh, is a wow. one blue, white, red, 7-7 seven, seven that randomly chooses an opponent. You'll note it says choose, which was yeah. a criterion for the deck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so randomly chooses an opponent that you have to attack conveniently in a 1v1 format. This means them every turn. So you just attack them for so, seven. I was playing Saskina the Unyielding, which is a oh. four-color other than blue. 3-4 with Vigilance and Haste that when it enters the battlefield, you choose... Sasuke? Saskia. Saskia. Oh, like, not, not the ninja no, from Naruto. No, not, not the Naruto okay. ninja, but I... I've never even heard of these cards. Well, that one's a command... These are both commander cards. So this one also, importantly, chooses an opponent when you enter, and when you when a source you control deals damage to that player, you double it. Oh, uh, right, okay, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. So this, this functionally gives all your creatures double strike. So the dream curve is, of course, Ruhan into this thing, which is 20 damage. So you're, you're playing all of these sweet <laughs> multicolored threats, though, is, is what I'm trying to get at. I was playing sure. Savage Knuckle Blade uh, and... Yeah, Elbow I, drop. Yeah. And so... Thanks, Pat Verdusco. I, yeah. I was playing uh, against Green Black. We kind of had a stalled out game. Uh, he had gotten pretty, pretty flooded, to be okay. honest. Okay. But we had sort of stabilized. My board was a... Um, Torrential Gearhulk, one of the only monocolor cards in the deck, but it flashes back charm, so it's pretty good. Okay. Mm. Uh, I had that. I had a Scavenging Ooze token that I had created with Fractured Reality. Uh, Fractured Reality is three, a blue and a white for a sorcery that exiles target permanent. You get a token copy of that permanent. Non-land permanent. Non -land this is permanent. a brand new card, by the way. Yeah, it is. That's why I'm, I'm listing it off. So I, I killed the Scavenging Ooze. So with removal, it, a removal spell, but you get a token afterwards. Interesting. Okay. I was also attacking with a 1-1 Locust, created by the Land. Locust God. Oh, the Locust God. Which is a 6-mana 4-4 with flying that says, whenever you draw a card, create a 1-1 Locust with haste and flying. Uh, and also, you can draw a card with it. That didn't matter. We didn't end up needing to do that. So I'm attacking with these creatures. My opponent has a lot less troll and a pain land in play. So he declares a block. He blocks the Torrential Gearhulk. Um, he's at like 17 or 18 life, so he's pretty high, but he's figuring maybe he can drive to some random charm. He has seen a bunch of them at this point. Uh, not totally unreasonable to make this block. So the, the Lolith Troll is a green and a black for, for a 2-1 two, one one with trample? A, it has trample. You can discard creature car cards or creature cards. A creature, creature card to give it plus, plus one, one plus one, one counter. One. Yeah. And then also for a black, it can regenerate. So yeah. he blocks. He, he, sorry, sorry, what was that? The... Fractured reality? Fractured yeah. reality. I not it's from Commander 2017, so it might be too new. It might be too new. Oh, right? neat. Okay. Um, but uh, it might be fractured. No, I'm pretty sure it's reality. I'm not certain. So you're just attacking with the Gear Hulk into the Lolith no, Troll? No, no, I'm attacking with everything. Oh, okay. And my opponent blocks the Gear Hulk with the Lolith Troll, so he's taking the, the Scavenging Use token. Has uh, has two counters on it, so it's a 4-4. The Locust God's a 4-4, and there's a, a Locust in play. So he's taking nine. Okay. Um... And they, they were at 18, but 17 to put the re regeneration shield on the Right, so yeah, troll. so then they, they take a damage to put regeneration onto the Lotleth troll. Uh, <laughs> so then my play is cast Funeral Charm. This is a single black charm. It's from Visions. Uh, the three modes are target player discards a card, uh, target creature gains fear until end of turn, or target creature gets plus two, minus one. This was the mode I selected. It's also good to know Funeral Charm is one of the few instant speed discard it spells in the true. game. That's why it was in my deck, theoretically. I did not I've, envision I've using it I've always wanted to play Funeral Charm in a deck, and it just always gets cut. Well, let me tell you. If you play it, you can do things like this. So I Funeral Charm my Locust God, make it a 6-3. Okay. 
Then I cast Boros Charm, <laughs> uh, which is a is cost Boros, red and white. You yeah. can either deal four damage, give your permanence indestructible. This was my hedge against Wasteland, by the way. I was figuring I was going to Boros Charm blow out a Wasteland at some point. Just a Wasteland. My, my dream with Boros Charm is always to like. Boros charm. No, no, no. Make it, make everything indestructible, and then like wrath of God or mm. get in or, or something. My own side. Have, mm, that seems reasonable as well. Yeah. Anyway, I chose the double strike mode, <laughs> uh, from from Boros charm, which made my locust god a six three double striker. Yeah. So he took seventeen damage and died. Is basically yeah. is, is yeah. how this how this story goes. He you went, go combat math charm charm kill you out of nowhere. Yeah, that one. Powerful magic. <laughs> it was reasonably powerful. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, How do, who plays these cards? Me. Boros Charm is perfectly playable. J just, it's weird to see it in a deck like this. <laughs> Typically did... not played in five color control. No. no, it shows up in Naya a lot. It shows up in... Boros. Boros, Boros yeah. Which I, we've not seen in a while. I, I do actually have to add one more thing about this five color Charms deck. Uh, in fairness, the reason this deck was good was another reason why Highlander is great. It's because you get to play really powerful cards. It's playing Ancestral Recall in this deck. Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Now That's a charm. Here's the thing. Oh, here he goes. Uh, I know what you're going to say. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, did, I did manage to win a round without drawing Recall once. Uh, it was this round. I won this round without drawing Recall once. The next round, I did recall my opponent into the dirt. I am willing to concede that that might have been a significant portion as to why I won. Um, but <laughs> the happens. reason you're allowed to play Recall in this deck, because you might be saying, Liam, Recall is not a modal card. It just says target opponent draws three cards. But you have to go back in time to the original text of Ancestral Recall. You will note it says, draw Choose. three cards or force target <laughs> opponent to draw three cards. There's the all-important or. You have an implicit choice. Force. Force. You force target them to draw opponent. three cards. So you, what printing of Ancestral had that? Are we talking one. alpha? Yeah. Uh, I mean, all of them do. There's an there's or. A, there's only two printings, right? Yeah. Draw three cards or. Well, no, no, force target printings. opponent to draw three cards. Alpha this beta. has since been errated to say target device. player draws three cards. It has. But I digress. It, it is, in fact, a modal card, thus acceptable in the deck. <laughs> Sorry. I don't want to hear this. <laughs> Fractured identity, damn it! That's actually we were close. What I thought it we were was. close. I, yeah. Poor Paul. I feel so this is Sorry, actually Paul. perfect because we we were just looking at one of the oldest cards ever printed, and now one of the newest cards ever printed, both in the same deck. That is true. Yeah. Highlander. Yeah, yeah. You'd certainly never see those cards together otherwise. Man, yep. fractured identity is playable, huh? I think that, that card's card, sweet. I thought that card was good when I looked at it. Exile your Jace the Mind Sculptor. Yeah, that's the dream. Brainstorm. Well, like imagine, imagine. It says permanent. This is not land permanent. <laughs> yep. Or artifact or any. The, the great part, it's like a mind control. It says non land for, permanent. For any non land permanent that can't be reversed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, your mind control can't get blown up. Your token can get bounced. But then it's but, still a two for one. Yeah. Oh, it's still a two for one. And like, yeah, it's just like. You, it could still even just be a one point. It exiles stuff. Uh, well, while we're talking about new cards, very briefly, I played Kess Dissident Mage in this deck. She as seems well. super great. I was trying to get one yeah. from Card Kingdom, Which and one they is were that? sold out. It's, Kess, it's Kess. one in Grixis for a oh, three-four. Oh, the, the new Snapcaster-ish thing. Yeah. yeah, and once per turn on your turn, you can cast a spell from your graveyard. So. Two relevant things. It has flying. Yep. I definitely missed this the first four times oh, I read yeah. the card. I, my That's... opponent missed this in the and, uh, and I killed him with it. And it also doesn't target the card. It just lets you cast one. So it's it's not Does actually it bad. The card? No, no, no it's, it's not bad mm -hmm. versus just graveyard it. hate. I your didn't opponent know that. can't. Your opponent can't have like yeah, a death right shaman or whatever, right? Yeah, they yeah. can. They can. They have to like preemptively 
exile mm. the card they don't want you to cast. They so can't... they would have to do that with her on the stack, right? Yeah, yeah bef before you have the op opportunity to do it. Oh, there's my girl. And yeah. I guess if it's really an instant, cool, you could actually yeah, cast sweet. a spell in response to them targeting it. Ex yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Hmm. Now, the one important thing, you can't cast spells on their turn, so this yeah. doesn't let you kind of like get a bunch of counter spells back. Still. But if, if you're playing a deck with powerful sorceries or instants that can be cast on your turn. No, no, no. Like, I, like, even getting to run back a cantrip seems fine with well, this? Well, even a lot of utility is, since it doesn't target it and it has no timing restrictions, if you have something you want to resolve and you have a counter spell in your graveyard, you can cast your thing and then yep. cast a counter spell from your graveyard. Yep. Whoa. To not use up counter spells from your hand. And then if they don't counter it, you can cast whatever the else thing again, you or whatever you want to planning, do. Planning I to, need to get a copy of this threats. card. Yeah, yeah, th this I think this card insane. has a lot of utility that people haven't necessarily thought of yet. So many of these commander cards are are just straight bonkers. But let's let's bring it back into <laughs> this is Highlander. Convoluted. This is why we love it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we, we we love it because it's it's a diverse format. It hasn't been solved yet. It's competitive, but you still get to play these neat cards and Probably from the stories you're hearing, we love it because of the interactions. I mean, you I'm get just to gonna see. say it: nut decks, nut plays. Yeah, well, th there's so many interactions that that you'll never encounter anywhere else that are still competitive. It's not. It's not. I've got 40 copies of a 12 mana Eldrazi. What happens? It's it's, you know, I've just got Goblin Recruiter, and my only out is Painter is Grindstone somehow. <laughs> like that blew my mind. Like that's so nuts and. And I find as as a player, I often miss interactions that are different between winning and losing because there, there there's these tiny little lines going everywhere. Definitely, yeah. I've got the I've corner got a... cases in this format are mind bending, and well, we're probably going to be visiting a lot of those uh, yeah. going forward on our powerful magic tales because well, we I, all have a lot of them. When I when I play, um, because you only have one of a card in hand. Your, your 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 route to victory is often like these meandering mazes that go in every direction because mm -hmm. as soon as you use a card for the first time it's gone you have to come up with creative ways like like the the the, the snapcaster alternative just to get a way to bring it back or you're playing regrowth you're trying to find any way to make your deck more consistent because every time you've used a card you're basically closing a door yeah yeah uh, and it's it's fascinating it's complex it's fun we're gushing here over this <laughs> format we love mm. Just as an, another reason I love the format is actually from a judging perspective. Oh man! Oh man! I'm sure yeah, Search yeah, can yeah. Judge dot deck. But yeah, you, you get so many interesting judge calls from this format, and I I, I don't want to speak for both of us, but at least I have definitely grown a lot as yep. a judge, judging this format just based 100%. on the the interactions you get, how to deal with scenarios you've never seen before, mm -hmm. how to be prepared for scenarios that you like. You can't just like study all the interactions in Highlander that would take no, years. It's impossible. As opposed to like if you're judging a modern tournament, you can like yeah, read yeah. up on a bunch of modern yeah, decks. I know Malira. So here know, are the yeah, calls that yeah, will yeah, probably yeah, yeah. happen. Yeah. Um, and what's really nice about Highlander I think is that the games never feel samey, right? Like yeah. in, in other formats, if you play a bunch of games you're like, oh this matchup match again. Right. Even yeah, if you play the same matchup, the games are gonna kind of play out in a similar fashion. You know, if you're playing Legacy Jund against Esper Delver uh, you know, like they're gonna play a Deathrite Shaman, you're gonna kill it, they're gonna try and play a threat, you're gonna counter it, then you're gonna cast Lingering Souls, then they're gonna concede, right? Like, <laughs> which is not to imply that those formats are boring. No, 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 no. But the games have a, have a tendency to to play out in very similar lines. And in Highlander, that doesn't happen to the same degree. Well, if you're a really competitive player, sometimes you like that predictability. Because right. you can oh, study yeah, it, you can grind it, you know your percentages, you know to a science how to sideboard and stuff like that. You don't you don't get that. This scratches a different inch. Yeah. Well, and you, and you it can scratch can, that inch as well. You oh, yeah. can get that from, from Highlander yeah. by playing 
super redundant decks by playing blue decks, as Liam mentioned before. There are ways to get your deck like very, very consistent. You can you can, and it goes back to deck building as well. Like if you want to have a very consistent deck, if you want, you can play enough removal spells that you'll probably have a removal spell on one. You can play enough counter spells that you'll probably have a counter spell on two. Yeah. You can play enough three drop threats that you'll probably have a three drop threat on three. I love that math. How many counter spells do I need to put in a hundred card deck? to make sure I see at least two every game. Yeah. Like, the that's a deck building challenge. 40. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Re recently won, won a tournament with uh, a deck playing 37 counter spells, mono, mono blue control. I didn't even know there were 37 counter spells. There's more than that. He yeah. wasn't even playing the bad ones. Paul, Paul pulled up foil. The other, uh, earlier in the it was show. In, it was actually, in the recently cut pile. I have yeah, played, not, I have played it in deck, this deck but you before. You could play it, right? So foil is two blue, blue for spell that says counter target spell. Alternatively, you can pitch cast it by returning an island no, no, and no. discarding you, a you, card. You pitch an island and another card. And another card. What? Thwart, yeah. thwart is it's same cost, but you return three islands. Yeah, yeah. Ew. Um, so but like, like all-star all of this, this, uh, this deck was uh, disrupting Shoal. It was yeah. actually great for me yeah. and won me... Won me a game against Mono Red in the finals. It's I was not able, forcible, but sometimes it is. Damn close. I was able to disrupting show my Mono Red opponent's Tattermunge Maniac on one. That's, which, yeah. Wow. So, so disrupting Shoal is blue, blue, X, uh, and a counter target spell if it's covered with mana cost is X, but you can also pitch cast it by pitching a blue card, and then it counters a spell with where X is the pitched card's converted mana cost. You yeah. pitched Ancestral, so didn't you? I'm just joking. I, I, <laughs> How I pitched, was that? I pitched Sleight of Hand, then cast Ancestral. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I now understand how you won this tournament. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, just cast Ancestral. It makes yeah. sense. Uh, oh. I'm just going to go get a copy of Mental Mishap, which you can play in our format. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, you guys have any any closing notes on, on why you love this format? Uh, no, I think you summarized it's, it we, pretty yep, well we before. Yeah. It's just I think we got there. Not decks, not plays. Yeah. So we're really looking forward to telling you more about Canadian Highlander. Uh, if you like the segments we are in, Tell us in the comments. If you like Powerful Magic, if you liked uh, the best card you're not playing, let us know. If there's another segment you want to see, that'd be fantastic. It's a reminder that everything brought to you at Loading Ready Run is brought to you by you over at the Patreon at Loading Ready Run, or pardon me, at patreon.com slash Loading Ready Run. Anyways, here from North 100, I'm Serge, joined by Jer, Alex, and Liam. Thank you very much for watching, and I uh, hope you have a great day. Play Highlander. Play Bye. Highlander. Play Highlander. <laughs> yeah. Until next time. Till, ciao.